Live and local, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. Sports. Oh, here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m., 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the last dress rehearsal. We're going to talk about the Kings' last dress rehearsal, and this is our last dress rehearsal until we launch our debut Styles and Watkins Thursday, October 26th. Chris, you're going golfing later. It's a Friday fun day. The Kings won. The vibes are vibing right now. They're kind of vibing. Very, very, very strong. (laughs) It's feeling, feeling like we're back feeling like yeah kings won a preseason game i'm ready to start Mm -hmm. mapping out those parade routes right now so uh yeah it truly feels like a like an awesome awesome friday before the nba season starts can't wait i'm watching last night you send me a text you help me out because it was a little hard to get to the game people have been having issues with trying to get on that but you hooked me up as a real one does that's what co-hosts do and i'm thinking i'm watching that's are the Kings back like they never <laughs> left? Ludacris back for the first time? You got guys doing some things. Last night, yesterday, we made a checklist. And yep. we made a checklist of things we wanted to see. We saw a lot of those things. Pretty much we all saw Vizankov look more comfortable. Yep. I saw Davion penetrating the paint, dishing it off like Magic Johnson, (laughs) doing some things. Malik Monk, 23 of them things, showing I'm still with it, okay? And for the Jazz, they didn't play. They played most of their guys besides, what, the two big ones, right? So I thought it was a good game all around. Mm -hmm. You You come from behind. Mike Brown had some things to say as well about the game. We'll get into that sound a little bit later. I know you don't care because it's preseason, <laughs> but whether it's fake or real, yes, sir. a win is always better than yeah. an L. No, I mean, there's still things to take away from it, even though the result at the end of the day doesn't really matter. Like, there's things to to glean on from what we saw last night. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing I'm taking is, De'Aaron Fox, you've got some help at, in, those last, in those last couple minutes. Yesterday, we were talking a ton about how De'Aaron kind of – you know, really took it on himself in those fourth quarters to to take over the game, and there wasn't really many other options besides him. Yeah. Last night, we saw Malik Monk said, De'Aaron's out, watch this. In yeah. that fourth quarter, he took off. Mm-hmm. He made it personal. He made it so, you know, his team wasn't going to lose because yeah. they had Malik Monk on the floor that night. 16 in the fourth, it was incredible. Colby Jones, who we'll talk about a ton today, mm-hmm. he hit down some, some clutch threes as well. It was it was awesome to see down the stretch just just the level of dominance and comfort comfortability that Malik showed in those moments like that that was so awesome to see because that's that's just a sign that again Tier doesn't have to do it himself there's more than one different guy who if we need buckets is is more than mm-hmm. capable of getting some and he did it with relative ease. I mean, it was right. pretty much all coming off the pick and roll, whether it's him taking the shot, dishing it to the big man, or finding somebody in the corner. I thought Malik was terrific yesterday, not only shooting, but also finished the game with eight assists as well. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was just running the show yesterday. He really was. And, you know, you talk about that pick and roll. That thing is lethal. Lethal. When he is yeah. when he is the one kind of being the the puppet master. So yeah. that was great to see. The two guys that were missing for the Jazz was Laurie Markkinen and Jordan Clarkson. So right. obviously they didn't have that. But the Kings didn't have their big boys either. So let's hear from Mike Brown and what he had to say about actually the second unit that came in last night. And one of the questions we had, like I said earlier, we played Kobe at the backup point guard. And we wanted to see how 
that would unfold. And, you know, it, it didn't feel like we missed a beat when he was out there in that position, you know. Um, it'd be great to go back and watch the tape and see if my feeling and is is still the same after watching it. But uh, uh, to see him step up, to see a guy like Kessler step up, who hasn't really played much in the preseason, um, <clears throat> you know, to see Alex even step up and, and, and Keon, that was that was a lot a little little surprising because they hadn't gotten an opportunity. But that was a lot of fun to see those guys step up and defend share the ball, cut hard, and all those all other little things that we do very well. You know, you see games like this during the regular season off the back-to-back when sometimes they'll rest a bunch of the guys and you got low expectations because the big boys aren't playing. And you, it, it should be nice to see the younger guys and what they're able to do. And yeah. you really couldn't draw up anything better than what we saw. Again, you're talking about – and Coach – Coach Brown talked about Colby Jones, 19 points, and Kessler Edwards with 14. So everybody was ready to go, and I think maybe internally, yeah, we don't want to go win. Does it matter? No. No. But do we want to go winless in the preseason? Not really, okay? (laughs) And the Jazz, they're sitting there, big boys. We're sitting ours. It's kind of mano-a-mano, not summer league vibes, but kind of. Let's get it done so we can say, hey, we got one, yep. and and get that momentum for whatever it may matter or not matter at all. Right. Let's get things turning back in the right direction as we now head into the regular season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you always want to – going 0-5, it's not the biggest deal, but still having positive feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure those guys – minimally celebrated in the locker room after right. it's the last preseason game. Yeah. You're ending it on a high note. You're entering the season. You got some time off, uh, you know, a couple days off here and there uh, before the season starts to kind of, you know, sit and mm-hmm. feel in those good feelings and, and try and take that into the regular season. Because as we've been talking about, like the Kings really do need to to get off to a good start here. They, they have a, they have a rough start to a tough start to start the season yes. and then it gets a little bit easier but they need to make sure especially playing the warriors twice in the first four games that that they're ready to go for this regular season and and it's good to see some of these you know later in the bench depth guys showing some promise i mean alex len last night five blocks you were yeah. talking yesterday like is alex len and javel mcgee really kind of the same thing like yes. do we do we kind of you know view JaVale or give JaVale a little bit too much credit for being this guy when he's 36 years old and Alex Len is here you know in the middle of his prime uh, with pretty much the same size. Great game from Alex, of course Malik, but yeah Kessler Edwards is somebody who uh, you know got some minutes last year and it's kind of a big question of of how he's going to fit into the rotation mm-hmm. if at all this year. So it was really good to see him after pretty much not playing this entire preseason come in 14 points, eight boards, five of seven from the field. It was it was really good to see the, some of the Kings depth pieces like we were talking about yes. a lot yesterday. This is more evidence that mm-hmm. for Mike Brown that if if people don't have it going, if people go down for whatever reason, You've got some really good pieces here that if you put them in the right situation, they should be able to produce something for you. Something. Whether it something. be rim protection, whether it be, you know, Malik Monk being able to facilitate or Kessler Edwards being able to step in and, and play defense and hit some threes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great sign for the Kings moving forward into the season. Yeah, we talked so much about depth yesterday yeah. and what it actually means because every team thinks that they have depth. Yes. But what we <laughs> saw last night, that's real I, I thought that was the, the real thing. Jam. And yes... You know, 
the the main guys for the Jazz weren't playing, but it was the same on both sides. So you got Colin Sexton in there yeah. trying to mean mug people yeah. as he always does. You had guys in there that are that are going THT? to get yeah, yeah. THT. Oh my you gosh. know trying. I mean he. That was a game for him. For THC. Basically, it was THC versus Malik Monk. Yes, that's Who what is, it became. You know, it's 100%. street ball and one. Oh yep. baby, yep. slip and slide. Yeah. Oh baby, <laughs> off the heezy. They wanted to see all of that, and Malik Monk said, "This is my time yeah. to just let it fly, and you're not going to take this nope. shine from me." And they really didn't. The Jazz didn't, and now you have. You have the Kings feeling like, okay, we're moving in the right direction. We're yeah. feeling good. We're You said they're, all right, so that's in Sacramento. Now they got to go yes, to Utah yep. and take care of business out there and hopefully light the beam for the first time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know. It was it's, uh, it was, it was a good sign. I think, you know, the Utah team, again, they, they were really only missing Laurie Markinen and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. It makes me feel better heading into that game, and I hope the Kings – in total feel better heading into that game that you have the the talent to where that game should be relatively easy especially mm-hmm. considering you play the Warriors and then the Lakers immediately after mm-hmm. this is your easier game and you just went head to head with them you should have a good feel for what you're stepping into yeah. uh next Wednesday and I hope the Kings take advantage because Utah's not an easy place to play you no. got some altitude there you yeah. know it's a, it's a good home crowd environment it's the first game of the season so all fans are are feeling positively about how things are going to go so that place is going to be riled up ready to go and uh, the Kings need to need really set the tone from game one that they're here to play and they're not here to take anybody lightly and they shouldn't be taken lightly either well no and you know, you talk about the the altitude, which a lot of people don't really talk about when it comes no, to Utah. Utah. Obviously, no, it's only De- oh, apparently only Denver right, has right. altitude. And obviously it's the worst in Denver. But, yes. you know, Utah isn't an easy place to play. Mm-mm. And I think when the starters see the younger guys doing what they did and really fighting for it, as the saying goes, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, and I think sure. they're going to take that to task and say, well, the only win we got – we weren't really even a part of. So yeah. if the if the younger guys are going to do their thing and really put their best foot forward, let's let's start the season on the right foot as well. And I expect the Kings to come out shot out of a cannon yeah. in Utah yep. and not mess around and really put the league not on notice because yeah. they're going to be a bunch of games and everybody is you know either going to go zero and one or one and zero, but at least be on that side to say okay, the Kings took care of business. Now they're about to go into this gauntlet. They didn't overlook the Jazz mm-hmm. because of the gauntlet. That's the sign of a very good team and a yes. mature team. And if you're talking about right now, if you're looking at the Kings last year, they might have been tweens, right? You're 12, 13 years old. Oh wow, <laughs> you know I got I got a little bit of facial hair. Yeah. Maybe maybe I hit a growth spurt this year. You're this starting is, to feel like an adult. You're starting to feel year. like an adult. Now we're going to see, is this your sophomore year, junior yep. year, okay? Those types of things. So I'm excited to see it. we got to get to a break. When we get back, we're going to take a quick Kings break because I got to roast a guy. Oh, boy. Who was in the Bay, no longer in the Bay. Yeah. I, I wanted to root for him so bad, so bad, but he's making it very hard. So mm-hmm. i got to get this off my chest on this Friday fun day. Siles and Watkins, we got you till 2 p.m. We'll be right back. Sacktown Sports. Sacramento's official home for the San Francisco 49ers. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins. The last preseason show until we get you going on Thursday, October 26th. The day before, yes, the sir. day after the Kings take on the Jazz and the day before 
Yeah, yeah those Bay Boys come to town. Yes, Chris's sir. favorite player, Steph Curry and the Warriors, coming to town on Friday. We will be in the building. If you see us, say hello. Please. By the way, I got to talk to you. I need to get this media pass. We got a lot of things to figure out. Okay, yeah. Because I'm saying I'm in the building. Yeah. I actually don't <laughs> know how I will be in the building. We'll get you in the building. Okay. We'll, we'll get t- you in the building. We, we sure. know people. Yeah, you know, know people. I'll have your people call we'll my people. sneak you through the back exactly. door, you know? Exactly. Well, I, those days are over. We're going to sneak you in through the beam. I had a it's gonna be back th- back in the day. Uh, I actually with my my now wife then then girlfriend, our her parents and myself snuck into. She's from PA. That's why I'm going back to Philly. We were in Hershey Park, right, and there was a Bruce Springsteen concert, and we me and the whole family snuck into the Bruce Springsteen concert. Is that just like hopping a gate? Like what does it or hopping yeah, a fence? Like yeah. one of those you know pop well, up it was a, it, fences? It, well, it was more like it was very open, and uh-huh. they, they they didn't have enough people checking tickets. Gotcha. So you know I'm not out here. Right. That was pre Achilles, yeah. but still I'm not I'm not I'm not out here doing Leaping all that fences or nothing. No, like that, not not that. quite. And you know I I wasn't able to get it done. Hopping fences like that, and Derek Carr wasn't able to get it done. Oh my! God. And and I and I oh gotta say this, man. I got no. I gotta say this yeah. because Derek Carr is a guy for me. It's been very confusing because mm-hmm. when he was with the Raiders, I didn't, I didn't love him. Mm-hmm. Right? I I thought he got some unnecessary hate. I thought he was better than what people thought. I would have those conversations. Hey, who do you want, Jimmy G or Derek Carr? Right? right. When Jimmy G was on the Niners. Hey, what would this offense look like with Derek Carr? And I thought that him going to New Orleans, you got some, you got, you know, you got some weapons down yeah, there. For sure. Chris Olave, you got, you got guys, Michael right? Thomas, Michael you Thomas, you know, Kamara. you have guys, yeah. right? And I'm watching last night and I decided I can no longer defend Derek Carr. I wanted to. to he kind of rebranded himself going to New Orleans. He always takes the higher road. His always. brothers, on the other hand, do not, right? They were roasting the Raiders, all those types of, you know, uh, interviews and things like that. But I'm watching Derek Carr, man, and I just, I couldn't do it anymore when Chris Olave yeah. stopped on a route. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr threw a ball that I'm not even sure was inbounds. <laughs> And he starts showing him up, and it just gave me flashbacks to the Raiders when he would show up the receivers. We yeah. have no clue because we're just watching. We don't know who's, we don't know whose fault it actually is, yeah. right? But I just, out of all the quarterbacks in the league, right? If you think, if you, we watch a lot of football now, yeah. you can chime in too on the YouTube chat, the text line, all that good stuff. How often do you actually see quarterbacks? Show up their wide receivers as much as Derek Carr. He is he is demonstrative. Keep going or whatever he's saying. You can see, and he's yeah. been doing it for years. But he's fiery. But he's and he's no, no. <laughs> That's what they You're tell you. You're fiery if you That's win. That's what they tell you. You're fiery yeah. if you win. But yeah. for some reason, nobody has ever called Derek Carr out on this, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm sick of it, man. Yeah. Stop showing up your wide receivers. You're not good enough to do that. Tom yeah, right. Brady's Tom Brady good enough to do that because that's the only other example that I really have. Was Just Tom stop. Brady, but that's not that's not a fair comparison. They have clips of you, Derek Carr, throwing ground balls. Yeah. All right, my my six month old daughter can throw some better passes than what you throw. At least further, for sure. At least further. My Intentional not, grounding. My biggest thing with DC is he's not he does not throw the ball down the field. I mean, it's it's Alvin Kamara yesterday had 12 receptions for 90 yards. And I think a couple weeks ago he had like nine nine catches for Check down 60 Charlie. Yards. That's all he does. And like it's it can't, I I understand 
I felt bad for New Orleans Saints fans yeah. yesterday, and I was hoping that they would boo, and they they booed them the mm-hmm. entire game, and they deserved it. I mean, there was especially in that first quarter, there was a period of time where they just they. The Jaguars were trying to give yes. the Saints a touchdown. They yeah. were like, hey, we're going to fumble this punt. Right. We're going to have penalties. Trevor Lawrence is injured. Just, just get the – here's the ball at the 18-yard right. line. Score. And they just go three and out. Like, it's it has to be so infuriating. And I have have I have tons of Raider fans in my life who have been telling me they, – they were so – you know, some weeks are, you know, DC's our guy. He's great. It's everybody else's fault. Other weeks it's – Derek Carr, conservative, yeah, dump down Charlie and, and can't and I, I just I I don't know how how you deal with it because it's it's one of those situations where I mean he's he's I would say he's worse than the average quarterback. Like I think you told me he's he's what Vikings fans think Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, like Kirk right. Cousins is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. It's almost like you're living in this purgatory of okay, this guy's not like Jimmy, I would say Jimmy's probably playing worse right now, where he's just throwing. I the mean, ball between away. the both of them, just yeah, I, just can I close my eyes yeah, and not watch? They're bad. They're almost bad for different reasons. Like Derek Carr is not going to just throw the ball, you know, just have an errant, terrible throw five yards overthrowing right. his receiver. But he's it's also he's just not even taking those chances. So I, I I can't with those kind of quarterbacks. It's already bad enough dealing with Kirk Cousins, but. I don't I don't know how franchises deal with these bottom bottom tier quarterbacks that you almost have to convince yourself, well, it's it's better than taking a massive risk on a guy who we're just can't not be. sure of. It can't be. I've seen enough. And look, I felt bad for Derek Carr for a while because what was that, twenty sixteen when he broke his foot? Yeah. He might have won the MVP right. that year. Yeah. I don't know what the Raiders would have done, but they look good. And he never looked, looked really the good. same after that. Mm-hmm. He hurt his back after that. I get it, but the guy's getting paid and you know, he, he's doing very well for himself. Yes. So I, I can't I can't watch it anymore, man. It's just you're you're I, to me, and I saw Kamara talking to him after and things like that. I don't care how you spin it, you're a bad teammate. Yeah. You're a bad teammate. If you are showing up your why and you know you you have been doing this for a long time, Derek, yeah. right? And you try to you claim to be that guy who I'm gonna take responsibility, all this stuff, but it doesn't matter because that doesn't make the headlines. Okay, what makes the headlines is you being demonstrative to Chris Olave, which by the way, Chris Olave, Derek, might have more pull He's in that good. organization than you. I know decent. they paid you, yeah. but money ain't a thing to these teams. They can find some Jameis? Yeah. I, he might throw 30 for 30. Not, but he's no, still going to throw 30 of but them. But he's still going to throw 30 of them things. Yeah. So, Derek, you better watch it, man. You yeah. better stop messing around. And am I mad because he hit the under on my prize picks? Yes. <laughs> but that's besides the point. The and, under for what? I mean, he yards, had 300. How yards. Many, they expected him to throw more than 300 yards? No, it was oh. set at it was oh, set at you, 240. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, and he threw for 300. He no. Tried, he, he was trying to. He, he was did trying. it. He did it. Or, or did he hit? He, he hit, might have hit. He hit 300. Okay, yeah. so he hit. Yeah, right? they threw like 55 passes to yeah. get there. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, but, thought, but, yeah. but, okay, but the whole Alave thing, that's what got me riled up. Yeah. That's what got me riled up. And Alave is on my fantasy Did Alave not? win offensive rookie of the year last year or was that drake london no it was um gosh i'm gonna have to look it up I again because i don't it wasn't a lave it was someone else okay then i'm mistaken yeah so, amon Ra? no i don't think so i don't think he was a rookie last year so i just I, i'm just i don't like it man and i don't know why all these things that we've gotten upset about 
all these things that we've gotten upset about with with certain players, right? And and I don't know what it is, but somehow Derek Carr, who has done nothing in his career in terms of the postseason, can show up his teammates. Somehow Mac Jones can show up coaches, right, and and do all these things. But other quarterbacks can't even sneeze without everybody talking about them. So Derek, I tried, man. I tried to ride for you, but I'm off. I'm off. Okay, I'm off it. I'm done now. I think last night really woke a lot of people to to just how bad things are over there. Sorry, my bad. I'm just. I, I don't know what they do. Right. I think the the Saints are in some type of purgatory, and I, they were my sleeper pick. The problem, I mean, yeah, they're three and four now, but that division is so bad. They're still. I still, they're still my favorite pick to come out of that division. I'm going. I, I trust Desmond Ritter. I trust Bijan Robinson. Yeah, that's the correction you got to yes. make. Not Desmond Ritter. Right. I trust that more than Derek Checkdown Carr. How about Taylor any, Heineke? I don't trust any of them. No. No, not Heineke None over because Heineke is going to be starting for the Falcons in two weeks. None of them. I don't trust any of them. None but of them. Derek's getting paid the most. He is. Getting so paid the most. Derek is the one. That is on my hot seat. So I I just, I had to get that off my chest, man. And the other thing I wanted to kind of get into was, so I'm watching this morning. I'm up very early as, as we've been kind of chatting about watching unsportsmanlike conduct on ESPN. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So Evan Cohen, I don't know why we have to do this. Why do we have to do this? So Evan Cohen with a straight face says next five years, Besides Patrick Mahomes, I would take Trevor Lawrence over anybody else. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I just, I don't get I don't, it. I don't, I don't see that. I mean, like maybe if you would have told me that like the day after Trevor Lawrence got drafted, maybe I'm a little bit more willing to hear you because of the amount of hype. And I was a huge believer in the Trevor Lawrence hype. But from what we've seen in the NFL, I mean, he's good. He's better than average, but. I don't think that he's shown to be like that top top. No, top I like him. I, know, I, I like really Trevor Lawrence. Like him, I like I Trevor Lawrence. I don't love him like that. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm taking him over Joe Burrow. Based I'm not on taking what? him over Josh Allen. I don't even know if I'm taking him over Justin Herbert. Frankly, well, there's Justin Herbert, right? I mean, there's Lamar. There's, there's Lamar. There, I mean, there's a lot. Sure. There's a lot of guys. So I, I don't understand. <laughs> Why do we have to take it that far? Why can't we also just say that, right. Trevor Lawrence played really well yeah. and he's a, a rising he's a franchise quarterback. He's a he's quarterback a, that you can build your team around. Yes. Why does a, it have to be he's got to be number one besides mm-hmm. Mahomes with a bullet? Like, why Why does it have to be, I mean, hot, oh, okay, take, who hot you, take culture. That who are you taking? Next five, are next, next five years, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts? Mm. Push. Yeah, That's not allowed. Trevor Lawrence. I think I'll. Uh, uh, that's really tough. I think I'll take Lawrence, but I really like Jalen Hurts. I really, really like Jalen. Apparently Hurts not enough. Five years. Apparently not enough. Apparently not. Okay, enough. so what if I say Lamar Jackson? I still. Th- I would take I'm, Trevor Lawrence. I'm not a Lamar Jackson. I'm not a Lamar I'm guy. Either. I'm off. Yeah. I, I like. I like Jalen more of than off of Lamar. I like well. Jalen. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Lamar. The passing's it, not coming along. It was supposed it's to be a not. brand new offense. Every time I look up, he's scurrying around like he's been scurrying around. So yeah, I don't no. know what the difference well, is. And also, it's just like if it comes down to a playoff game where Lamar Jackson's down by two score. If he's down by ten, I have no faith that the Ravens are coming back. Yeah. Well, and then and then we're not even talking about Joe Shiesty, Joe no, Burrow. No, not at all. Yeah. 
I mean, Justin Herbert. Joe too. Burrow's shown more Justin than Herbert. anybody else besides Patrick Mahomes. Period. Like he's been to the Super Bowl. He's, he's been the Kryptonite. Been to the AFC Championship game multiple yeah. times. Like, if yeah, I mean, it, it I don't, I don't get it. Guys. I don't get it. You no, know, Trevor crazy. Lawrence. I think, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's going to continue great. to improve. He's fantastic. I don't see that. I don't see that. He gritted no. it out. He was injured yesterday. He yeah. still ran, even though he was injured. So good on him. But I am not taking him. Next to Patrick Mahomes. No. I, th- I think that's crazy. No. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, back on the Kings talk. Kings rank top 10 in Zach Lowe's NBA League Pass rankings. Chris Watkins will explain when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Headlines. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. The Sacramento Kings defeated the Utah Jazz last night to finish the preseason with one win and four losses. First game of the season tips off Wednesday night in Salt Lake City against the Utah Jazz right here on Sacktown Sports 1140. In baseball, the Houston Astros tied up the ALCS with a 10-3 win against the Texas Rangers in Game 4. Game 5 from Texas is today at 2 p.m. Meanwhile, Cattell Marte of the Diamondbacks hit a walk-off single to win Game 3 of the NLCS. Game 4 is tonight at 5 p.m. Sacramento State football is back at home this Saturday night for a nationally televised primetime game versus the Montana State Bobcats. Kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. Get your tickets at Hornet Sports. Dot com. Those are your headlines. It's time for more of Styles and Watkins. Your flagship station for the Beam Team, Sacktown Sports. We are back, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. As the Kings, they got their W. All you need is one. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes, sir. 116 to 113. Yep. And they just are setting the mood right as yep. they head in to the regular season, the real deal. And they chase this next level. We mm-hmm. know that you can make the playoffs. A lot of teams can sit there and make the playoffs. Zebo and the Grizzlies made the they playoffs made a lot. The Clippers always find their way mm-hmm. into the playoffs. There are teams that will make the playoffs, and it's cute. It's cool. It's competitive. Oh, let's go in. Let's make the first round. Maybe mess around in the second round. And then we'll see you next year. And the owners are happy because you got some playoff revenue. And the team, the fans believe that they got a chance, even though deep down, Mm -hmm. we know you're not a real contender. Mm -hmm. Are you a contender or pretender? And that is where the Kings are headed. We know you're good enough to make the playoffs. You did it last year, and you did it in incredible fashion, being the best offense in the history of the league. Yes, sir. Okay, we're not going to talk about defense today because it's Friday fun day. Exactly. Keep it positive. Yeah, yeah. Keep it positive. So you did that. Now, what is part two going to look like? Mm -hmm. Everybody, a lot of teams get to this point. Can you get to the next one? Or are you just okay being a playoff team because it's been so long since you made the playoffs? And Sacramento Kings fans. Let's have you in this as well. 916-339-1140. Is just making the playoffs enough? Are you still in the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. of, hey, at least we're there? Yeah. 
Or do you want that parade? Are you tired of seeing your friends post in the Bay Area about the confetti? I want purple. So I don't want any blue confetti. No, I don't want any yellow confetti. I want some purple and black confetti. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at with this, Chris. You got to level up You're already there. Oh, no. You got to level you, I'm not there I, I, I don't know if you're there. I'm not there yet. But if, okay, so what do we t- You play to win the game. You do, yeah. But so you what are we talking about? It's a process. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You know what? About that. Uh-huh. The Sixers, trust yeah. the process. Yeah. That's why I don't like that. I don't like talking about a process because that process is still it's, processing. It's ongoing, yeah. yeah it's yeah. still loading. Yeah. Shout out AOL, <laughs> dial up. It's still loading. Yeah. The Kings, you got an opportunity here, man. I know the West is loaded, yep. but you're young, you're fiery. You have it. There are only a couple teams here mm-hmm. that are going to be willing to go after the top spots that yeah. can afford to. And the Kings are one of those, I think, three teams. The Denver, yep. the Kings, and maybe the Suns. Yeah. That's it. I think the big problem with with the Kings going all in right now is that it's it's just a really big risk to go all, all to go for broke essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, especially with an organization like the Kings where there isn't quite the history of winning. It just you know, you got to you got to you got to factor in trauma. You really do. Yeah. Like this is an organization that hasn't had sustained success in 17 years. Uh, you can't just go for broke and essentially say, okay, we're going to try and win a title this year. We're going to get some, you know, guy who's on, who's more so in his prime or later in his prime. Let's say it's Harden. That's the name. Harden or DeMar DeRozan or something like that. I don't know. Just just a random older guy that feels like, okay, this is the king saying right now is the timeline. It's not about the future. I think the problem with that is just if it doesn't work out, then you're you're quickly putting yourself back into this territory of, okay, you might be frisky or it also might not be enough. Getting James Harden or DeMar DeRozan might not be enough, and mm. you might be a team that – has a ceiling of conference finals instead of, you know, NBA finals. Yeah. And, and you just – it's just too big of a risk to take, I think, right now. I think it's still – I personally, and, and I don't think it's a popular opinion, but I personally am just – let's keep stacking those bricks. Let's keep building this foundation. Yeah. Let's make sure that this house is on sturdy ground so there's, there's a very small uh, percentage of this thing falling apart because – it's one year of success. Like I point to the Minnesota Timberwolves who brought in Jimmy Butler for that one season. They were on a huge playoff drought. I think it was 12 years. They make the playoffs and then the following season didn't make the playoffs. And now Minnesota is back to trying to chase this. And you see them make this all in trade for Rudy Gobert. That doesn't work out for him, and they missed the playoffs last year. So that that's the fear it, for me from my I'm, side. Well, I'm not saying to sell, sell the farm yeah. or anything. I'm saying your mentality has to be – and look, even if deep down Mike Brown knows that they're not there yeah. yet, the way De'Aaron's talking, the way everybody is talking is that's the goal, oh, right? Oh, for that, sure that's I, the obviously goal. Obviously, and I'm not saying you need to move – I'm not saying yeah. you need to move anybody. That remains to be seen. Yeah. We'll see – We'll see what happens once the season starts and they stack up against. We'll see what happens when they play the Warriors. We'll see what happens right. when they play the Lakers and play the Nuggets and play the Suns. We'll see what happens. I, I do think ultimately, the so if you're saying the roster, what you're saying is the reason you're talking trades is because you don't think this roster right now, Chris Watkins, by the way, you can cut yeah, this guy. Put it on the record. Chris Watkins does not think this roster is good enough to win the whole thing. Correct. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's. I I would definitely argue there's nothing wrong. I with don't that. think that's super controversial. I would hope not. Well, I would no, really hope. Well, not. Well, no, but as a fan, 
you want to believe. I think that there are people who think that this roster is is close to being a, a I don't know about a finals winner, but mm-hmm. I think that there are people who think that like this team is really close to competing to a conference championship. And it depends what your definition of really close is. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're far away from it, but I definitely don't think as currently constructed. Like, I think that there's another move that needs to be made, which – I've kind of been alluding to for a while, but yeah. I think that there's another move that needs to be made if the Kings want to elevate to another level. I think that Domas and Fox are more than capable of being great mm-hmm. and and leading this team to certain heights, but it's just it's just a matter of of I just think that there's a there's a hard ceiling on how how far those guys can take you without you know things going perfectly in the postseason. Plus, like you were just saying, this team goes as far as De'Aaron Fox takes them, and we've been talking all week. He's somewhere between 17 and 23rd right. best player in the league. Right. Well, Which can change. That's always fluid. Yeah, but. I mean, I hear I hear what you're saying. The question, the question is timelines, mm-hmm. right? And whether your window is never stagnant. Mm-hmm. It's always opening or closing. And when I look at this Kings team... You have a you have a decision to make because ultimately you can a, approach this or attack this a couple ways. The Warriors, they they're saying, and this is this isn't controversial. The Warriors are saying themselves, hopefully, I, I we got one, one more, more in us. Yeah, we one, can squeeze it in, and yeah. that's gonna have to be within. the – I know yes. Draymond signed for what the next four, four and I know years, Steph yeah, is still is here for ridiculous. about three more, three more, yeah. and we're not we don't know what's gonna happen. He's with going Clay. to Charlotte after that. The the, the Warriors are not gonna be competing for a championship in four years. Mm-mm. I I don't no. think I no, don't Steve think Kerr so. will probably be gone. After if if they're going to do this thing, it's going to happen within these next two years. Yeah. That that's just how I feel. Yeah, that's unless something goes wrong in in in, in, in Milwaukee uh, and you get a Giannis. Don't even. I'm don't even. Don't I'm saying, even, saying as presently constructed. I'm just saying as presently constructed. They got two years. They got two years. Okay, <laughs> the Lakers. Yep. I would. Kind of say the same thing. I would definitely and say I the know same they thing. looked really good and they made a lot of moves, but I would probably say LeBron's got about two more years of, of true yes, championship contention. Mm-hmm. The, so even if you said, okay, we're going to continue to build, those dudes can duke it out while we just build, build, yeah, build, build, build. For sure. But the problem is this you still got, well, and actually, I, I don't know what to do with the Suns because KD is older, Who but knows? but Booker is not yeah. right. So I don't I don't I don't think they got a two, I think they you got could a argue nice this window. Is the window closer. I mean, they were already in the finals. What, I would say it's two longer. Years ago. Yeah. I would say it's definitely longer than the Warriors and Lakers. I would Possibly. give them four. It, it depends on KD. Right. It really I, depends. I, on I would his give health. them three to four. Yeah. Okay. So you have them, and then Best you have days. the Nuggets who. Jokic might just decide I want to go back overseas and, yep. and race horses. Bet my horses. Yep. Right? They're going to be you, around for a minute. They're going to, but Possibly. assuming they he doesn't, they're going to be around for a minute. So you can you can decide to maybe wait this out, but other teams continuing to get better. Yeah. Right. I guess the question is, if you're looking at the pieces that the Kings have, I get to your point. There are guys who. I was talking yesterday with the guy who played minor league baseball. We were talking about the organizations and things like that. You have guys that you're kind of betting on, and mm-hmm. you have guys that are just fillers. Yes. So if you're sure. looking at this roster differently, yeah. which is a kind of an interesting conversation, because if I'm looking at this roster, I would say at this point, Harrison Barnes is probably a filler. Yes. Right? For yep. whoever we can get next to, to level number, up as we say. get guys. Yes, exactly. Yes. Harrison Barnes kind of a filler. 
unless he unless he turns it on, Herder's kind of a filler. Mm-hmm. So those are the two spots, and that's why you've been trying to pack their bags every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. And we've only done a couple shows, and mm-hmm. you, you got the Uber ready, the I'm Uber like, black I'm ready. You say I'll send them out in style too. Yes, sir. Bless you, oh, but yeah, we gotta you know, go. We're a world class organization. We're gonna make sure you you leave nicely on the way out. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta go home. No, but you can't stay here. But you can't stay in Sacktown. So there are a number of guys who you like, but you figure you've probably hit your ceiling. It's just a matter of, do we want to give them up now, mm-hmm. okay, when if you think the value is only going to go down like a right. car, once you drive it off, it depreciates, Yeah, I'd make the argument, why not start looking this year? You might not win it this year because we know that the trades, right. normally, that doesn't right. it usually pop off some, immediately, yeah, sure. but why not start building that? No, they need to. I mean, the Kings, and I think Monty McNair has expressed this before, not necessarily in direct words, but essentially the Kings are, are especially now, in a position to where if, you know, superstars always become unhappy. Mm-hmm. If Carl Anthony Towns becomes unhappy, mm-hmm. the Kings are going to kick the tires on what it right. would take. They Nobody might, likes They him, might but... not be incredibly aggressive on it, but. Yeah. Yeah, if Paul George becomes available, the Kings are going to kick the tires on that. If, you know, I don't think James Harden's really in their style, but I think there were some, like, a couple days of inklings of, like, the Kings might be interested in James Harden. Yeah. Or that might have been, you know, somebody started up or something like that. But the point is, the Kings are in a position where I think Monty McNair definitely understands that we they if there's an opportunity to get somebody who is of star quality much like what he did with Demonis Sabonis if there's somebody out there they're going to explore the option and if they feel that it puts them a step closer to winning a title I don't think it's lip service that they say that they're truly going to stress every single option that's available because that's what we've seen and and that's how the Kings got to this position before they made that risky move for Demonis Sabonis they were just the Sacramento Kings of old, they were on pace for 34 yeah. to 35 wins. And then they make this bold move for Domas. Like you said, it doesn't pay off that season, but then you see the following season, what right. it's able to do for you. So I definitely could see the Kings being aggressive and, and to the bigger point of this segment. Like I don't think that it's a guarantee that the Kings are just going to wait for the Warriors and the Lakers window to close because you got to hop on to to your point you got to hop on opportunity yeah. when it's there and if you look at the the landscape of the western conference and yeah it's difficult but it's also compact if you feel like you see a move that can maybe set you apart from some of those mm-hmm. teams i think monty mcnair is gonna at least kick the tires on it you have to ain't got to get ready if you stay ready exactly. all right got to get to a break when we get back Chris Watkins breaks down Zach Lowe's NBA League Pass rankings. That and much more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. As we will be doing every single day after October 26th, starting on October 26th, taking you up to the rest of eternity. How about that? You just never know what's going to happen. All right, Chris Watkins. Yes, sir. You are a league pass guy. I Big time. Okay. You know what? That checks out. That checks out. It definitely does. I'm not, you know. League pass is phenomenal. It's really, really good. It's not as good as Sunday Ticket. Sunday Ticket is... Well, Sunday Ticket is... just elite. And I remember baseball tried to do one and... Too many games. I think if you're into hockey, I think hockey does a good one from what I've heard. 
okay? But let's talk about the NBA League Pass rankings, mm-hmm. and basically Zach Lowe ranks teams based on watchability, yep. just fu- how fun. Yes, How fun each team is. So where does he have the Kings ranked in, and how do you like it? So Zach Lowe's done this article just for a little background. He's done this for the past 12 seasons where he ranks, or he has a model rank, um, not a and not a – physical model but like a you know <laughs> algorithm uh rank uh the 30 uh teams in terms of watchability like alan said there mm-hmm. uh the categories are break- broken actually specifically into five different things zeitgeist do normal people care about this team uh highlight potential should you linger in case some passing savant or outrageous leaper uncork something you might never see again strategy style are they fun to watch is their coaches uh this is where coaches factor in league pass uh, minutia, announcers, uniforms, courts, and unintentional comedy, uh, which is just, you know, Jordan Poole punching Draymond Green, essentially, yes, watching yes. that storyline unfold. Uh, just for reference, I mentioned Jordan Poole. Number 30 on this list, the least watchable team, uh, is the Washington Wizards. <laughs> That's who kind of surprising scored to 18. me. I mean, I, I think it's probably mainly because if you like watching Jordan Poole, you'll have a blast. Right. right. As Denny Advia showed us the other day, if you're quite literally any other human uh, on that team, it's not going to be a fun experience. I do realize, yes, every team has a player better than Jordan Poole on their team. Yes. Yes, very much so. Yes. Uh, so the Kings, uh, who were, of course, incredibly watchable last mm-hmm. year, probably you could argue were a top three on this list probably should have been last year uh zach Lowe has them ranked this year at number seven which i would say is still good relatively sure. yeah uh the kings obviously have a lot working for them they have the beam they have mike brown and all those quotes cent. and everything 50 cent sure why not uh, <laughs> uh and zach Lowe, yeah he ranks them at 35.5 in his uh in his total rankings i think that's might be out of 50 if i'm not mistaken so uh pretty high ranking um, and pretty much, I mean, there's not really, I'm not going to get into the specifics no. of Zach Lowe loves our jersey and right, our court right. scheme but or I, anything but like I, that. But, but I would say, yeah, yeah, as far as the fans are concerned, fans should take some pride in that too. Because sure. when I watch a game fans are a part of and it there's crickets, right, right. And, you, and you see a bunch of empty seats, yep. that affects the watchability. And when Absolutely. you watch Kings games, it it's looks lit in there. It's it looks lit. It, it, it reminds me of... It reminds me of San Diego Padres games. Yep. It just looks like a good time. I want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Right. I it want to go. It didn't used to look that way. Didn't Trust used to, me. Well, when I lived in San Diego, it was not. It didn't used to look like that in Sacramento either. It did not. So both of them are on the come up, right? San Diego, more, the Kings much more than San Diego. But the idea of this, wow, that looks like a, a place that I would love to visit. Yes. I think Sacramento and the Kings fans should take a lot of pride in that one. Absolutely, and Zach mentions that mainly just in terms of how good the fans are in in Sacramento. In terms of not just you know getting hyped for mm. for any you know oh they hit a clutch three. Everybody knows that that's a really big moment. But even Zach Lowe points out the Kings uh, the Kings crowd pops for Davion Mitchell suff- court, suffocating all court defense. Mm-hmm. Like that's another thing where they're the Kings fans they're not just. They're not just fanatic. They're not just, yeah, big shot happens. Oh, my gosh. They actually understand the game. They understand the nuances. They understand when a ref blows a call. You'll hear every single time 17,000 strong saying, ref, you suck, ref, you suck. It's just a very involved crowd. It's Again, it's... It's an experience. It really is. Like, the entire game, it feels like the crowd is involved in it. And then on top of that, I mean, we've got the freaking beam. Like, no one else has that. There is no greater 
fan celebration than than the beam and the excitement, the last five seconds, the entire crowd roaring with like the beam chants, and then yeah. the rush to get outside so everyone can put on their socials the mm-hmm. moment the beam is lit. Like that doesn't exist anywhere around it the doesn't. league. And then you throw on the fact that oh yeah, the team is actually like really good and re- really entertaining mm-hmm. themselves. It's if if you're not from Sacramento for whatever reason. You you have never had the inkling to watch Sacramento Kings basketball, they're or just basketball in general. They're a perfect team to just kind of pick as your own mm-hmm. and just enjoy the ride. Like the the fans are going to be emotional in in wins and especially in losses. That'll be fun to kind of sift through and hopefully not get too deep into. But it's just a really really good environment and it's a good wholesome unit that. You know, it's not like you're jumping on a bandwagon like the Lakers or the Warriors or someone like that. It's it's like a true fan base that you can feel a part of. Yeah. Hashtag LTB. Yeah, light the beam, man. Absolutely. Who was number one or who beat the Kings? The number one, so unfortunately, uh, number two is uh, the Golden State Warriors. I'll do the, uh, the top five. Celtics land at number five. Uh, Phoenix Suns are number four. Denver Nuggets are number three, Golden State's number two, and the Milwaukee Bucks barely edge out the Warriors at number 41. So, uh, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks are apparently the number one league pass team in the NBA this year, according to Zach Lowe. There's something I don't like about that top five, but I it's don't not great. know what. I don't think I would have the Bucks as the number one. Yeah. I would honestly probably have the Warriors as number one. I think that yeah. the, the whole Chris Paul, how will he fit in mm-hmm. thing, and like we were talking about, kind of like this this elongated last dance that they're going through mm-hmm. right now, like that to me is is the most intriguing storyline to follow, whichever way it goes. If they're great, if there's no problems at all, I think it's really intriguing to have – how many? I guess like five total Hall of Fame. You have Steph, Clay, Draymond, CP, and and Steve Kerr. Those are five Hall of Famers yeah. that are succeeding at an at a at a later portion of their career. And if it doesn't work out, of course, uh, give me all that drama. Give me sure. CP and Draymond trying to figure out whose fault it was every single day of the week. I love that. By the way, we're up against it. But when we get back, a mainstay for the Warriors. Finally hung him up. Mm. I'll tell you yeah. why I'm very happy about that. And it's <laughs> about a couple years too late. Oh, man. All that and much more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the beam team, Sacktown Sports.